Thank you, Tim and Victoria. So nice to be asked to um, share a message for the Word, because I love the Bible. But I just want to say, how amazing are these two? I mean, we joined this church a year ago, and half of it was in lockdown. But they've just done such a good job of making it feel like community anyway, even though we've been in lockdown. So I'm just really grateful for that, so thank you. <laughs> um, it's great to be in church, so like um, Victoria, we, we've been away with COVID isolation, so this is our first in-person um, service again, and it's just so nice to be in worship and just to be able to bask in the presence of God. It's so beautiful. So I think um, it's tempting sometimes to stay home when you've got little kids, it's all too hard, but gosh, it's good to get into church and to be in the actual building, <laughs> in worship. Um, I get... Genuinely, I'm one of those super excited New Year's, pe- New Year's um, pe- person that gets excited about the new year. I get excited about the theme for the new year, the word for the new year. I've got this friend that asks us every Christmas holiday, what's your word for the new year? And, you know, and I've actually heard quite a few people saying, coming into this year, oh, I'm not going to bother this year. We don't know what's going to happen, you know? Like, it's almost like we had went into one year, it was a bit crazy, we went into another year, it was a bit crazy, and here we are again, and we're in masks, and you know, we don't know how things are going to pan out, but the great thing about walking with the Lord is that we're following someone that does know. God knows what this year holds, God knows what this year holds for the world, and he knows what this year holds for you. So if we're looking to a new year with hope and expectation, We can actually rest in knowing that we're being led by God who knows the beginning, he knows the end, and he knows everything in between. So we're in a really great place to be able to walk into a new year with confidence and plan prayerfully about our year and set goals and re-attend to our dreams that in our heart maybe some things fell away over the last year or so. But God is here, God is working, God is alive, God is active. And this morning I just want to encourage us to get active in our faith, to walk with him, just to remind us about what it is that God might have put in your heart to outwork in your life and what the next step might be. Uh, So I'm sharing a message this morning called Active Faith. Not active wear, active faith. (laughs) Even though we've been wearing active wear for two years, it's time to get our active faith on. Um, I've always seen walking with God visually like and simply, like he takes a step and we take a step, and he takes a step and we take a step. And the Christian life is never stagnant because there's always another step to take, whether it's God calling us to take a step or us taking the step. And if we feel stuck or stagnant, it's because we haven't heard what the next step is. We need to attend to that. Or we're not doing what he's asked us to do. So the faith life is very exciting because there's always something happening and there's always something next and we never have to feel stuck. So I just wonder if you thought about what your next step is. What's your next step? What's your next step right now? Has God spoken to you about something that's in front of you, something to do? Maybe he's, you know, I just, I felt really called over a year ago to a season of rest and for me that was a step of faith because I'm a real doer I love doing stuff and to actually have a have a a season of rest was um 
well, it was interesting because I felt pregnant and um, <laughs> and I had my kids home for four months for homeschool. <laughs> See, God knows. <laughs> God knows what's in front of us. So I want to walk through a passage of the Bible this morning about Peter who got out on the water and walked toward Jesus. It's one of my favorite stories. But before we get into that, I just want to share a little story about something that happened to us on holidays. We were in uh, Hamilton Island for a week at the, the tail end of the holidays, which was such a great way to finish a very weird summer. And uh, we were so excited, Dave and I like adventure, and we were so excited about getting our girls out on the water, doing stuff, you know, trying new things, sailing and kayaking and jet boating and jet skiing and you know we just I just wanted to sign up for everything probably even more than them you know like I just wanted them out on that water having fun and the first three days we were there the weather was um, beautiful but out on the water it was rough and windy and they wouldn't let anything out on the water they wouldn't let you sail or jet ski or do any of those things that I thought we'd probably be doing so we tried out everything else on the island on the land And then we got to day three and I thought, oh, come on, we've got to get out on that water. So I went to the lady at the tour desk and I said, is there anything we can do to get out on that water? And she said, look, there is bigger boats going over to this beautiful beach, Whitehaven Beach, White Sand, Pristine Beach. Um, You can even take the baby, take the pram, it's so safe, they're built for rough seas. It'll feel calm, it'll feel calm on this boat ride. I'm like, okay, we've got an 11 week old baby. She's like, it's fine, it'll be great. So packed the kids up, got on the boat, very excited about heading to this white sand beach. And within three minutes of the boat ride, this lady starts coming around the boat handing out sick bags. (laughs) And it's a telling sign, isn't it? It's like, right, she's handing them out like they're pretzels for the ride, you know? And I I grabbed my sick bag, I'm looking at Dave, like, have we just made a mistake? And within about 10 minutes, I cannot tell you how big these waves were. And I'm holding onto the pram, and I'm like, we're, we're like tumbling over these waves. And let's just say at one point, one of my kids said, Mum, could we pray? <laughs> so we just prayed, we were fine. But do you know, even though it was crazy, I loved it. I was having the time of my life because we were out doing something. We were out on that water and we were going somewhere and we were excited about where we were heading. And I've not been to one of those beautiful white sand beaches where I was excited to get there and I was excited that we were doing it together. And we made it alive and we had a fantastic (laughs) time and I only posted photos of the beach, not the boat. And we got back safe and it was all good. And on the way back in the boat, it got me thinking about how conditions of the world and circumstances in our life can create fear. And it can create fear and hold us back from the things that are thrilling and exciting. The walk of faith is thrilling and exciting. But often, circumstances around us, conditions in the world, things that have happened to us can hold us back, can keep us on the dry land, the safe, comfortable places that we, uh, we feel familiar in. But God is calling us out on that water, (laughs) out to the thrilling and exciting life. And I just want to talk about um, Peter because he had a very crazy opportunity that not many of us get to literally get out on the water and walk with Jesus. 
And I feel like it would be a really nice time for us to just reset and go, well, it's been a funny couple of years, but where am I? What am I doing? Am I staying in my comfort zone? Am I staying in an area of familiarity? Am I uh, holding back? Am I not doing those things that God's called me to do? Has he prompted me to reach out to someone or to do something different or to take a risk and I haven't attended to that because everything seems so wild? Um, Just to reset and go, where am I at with that right now? Because there's always a chance to take the step forward. Um, So I'm just going to read through Matthew 14, 25 to 32, um, and then we'll go through it a few points that Peter faces, that we'd all face if we took a step of faith. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, the disciples, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So I'm going to break down Peter's experience of stepping out in faith in this way into four things that we would probably all face if we stepped out in faith in the hope that it would encourage us to do so because they're common things that we face when we're walking with God. There's always a call to respond to, number one. There's always a call. As I was saying earlier, there's always something God has for you. It's always something God is saying to us. There's always something next. There's always something that God would like to talk with us about. And it's about positioning ourselves to hear from God and, and, and dialogue with him about that and, and, and get on with it. And there's never a time in our life with the Lord that he doesn't want to speak to us. <laughs> there's never a time that he doesn't want to communicate with us. And he might want to say simple something simple to us. He might want to call us to something crazy and long term. He might want to just prompt us to reach out and love a neighbour. There's always something though that God would say to us. When I sit still with God, when I have a moment, now it's really when I have a moment with a baby, but when I sit still with God, I never come away not having felt something or heard something or been prompted in some way. There's always something that God has for us. And if it doesn't happen in that moment, it kind of happens throughout the day, but it just postures us to hear from him at some point, you know, it creates a pattern where we're opening our hearts to hear from God. It says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. And I just think, there's always a come. There's always a come with Jesus. There's always a come to me and there's always a come out of where you are in your comfort zone and out to a challenging place, a risky place, a place where there's new opportunities, a place where there's someone in need. And we learn over time, walking with God, I, I often hear people say, how do you know if you're hearing from God or just making it up in your head? And the only answer to that is just time. 
time with the Lord over and over again, dialoguing with him, hearing from him. And over time, you get that clarity and you get that discernment. And there's always something next. There's always something next with God. And the great thing about God is when you take that step, the power of God comes upon us when we say yes to him. It's scary beforehand, but when you say yes, when you step out, that's when the power came. That's what happened with Peter. When he came out on that water, God didn't let him down. He had the power of God in him to walk upon that water. And the same happens with us when we step out. The power of God comes upon us to do those things that he's called us to do, encouraged us to do. But being in that constant position of prayer... What prayer does is it moves us. It moves us towards a place where we've got faith. And faith moves God. So prayer moves us and positions us. And then faith moves God to respond to us and to help us. In Mark 5, we read about a woman who reaches out and touches Jesus in faith for healing. You know, in that story, if you read it in Mark 5, I'll just read out one scripture of it in a second. Lots of people touched Jesus in that scenario that day when Jesus was ministering. Lots of people touched him, but that woman touched him and he felt the faith in her and he said, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So it's the faith in our hearts that the Lord responds to. And we only grow in that faith as we spend time in prayer and step out in faith over and over again, and it builds like a muscle. It's funny when you have been walking with the Lord for a number of years, like many of you would be, and you you face something, and, and you're like, oh, I don't feel as thrown by that as I did last time that happened, because your faith muscle has grown to handle that. I just recently spent time with a friend who's Husband's been diagnosed with a very, very serious um, cancer. And she's in such a place of faith about it. I said, how are you so strong? Like, what is going on here? And she said, I'll tell you why I'm strong. And she went through the five different things that she's faced in her life with sickness and watched God come through faithfully each time. And it's like her faith muscle has built and grown and her stamina's grown and that's what happens in the Christian life. Our faith gets stronger and stronger as we keep um, spending time in prayer and overcoming fear and walking in faith. And I wonder what it is that our boat, so to speak, might be. Like for Peter, he had to step out of the comfort of that boat and the boat was pretty shaky. It was on rough seas. It wasn't like it was a calm, pristine day. It was like that boat ride we took out in Hamilton Island. <laughs> it was a rough ride. And it, on a rough ride, you're not tempted to jump out in the wind and the waves. <laughs> you're tempted to stay in the boat. And I wonder what boats we put up around our lives. And I think we all do it all the time. There isn't one that wouldn't have a bit of a boat in our world. We all have comforts and securities and insurances in every area of our lives. And I just wonder what it is, what, what boats that we've got around our lives that's time to step out of or trust God beyond those boats. It's whatever we're tempted to put our trust in when life gets difficult. Whatever keeps us comfortable that we don't want to give up, even when we know God's calling us. It can be whatever is distracting us. Sometimes it can be a toxic relationship that's just distracting us from the call of God in our lives. If it's your husband or wife, you have to still stay. But it might be, <laughs> might be one you can let go of. 
Usually it's, it's what scares us is the thing that will tell us where our, where our comfort is, where our boat is, what's, what scares you the most. Um, we'll, we'll, um, will let us know what that is. I was thinking about a, um, a little story I'll, I'll share with you when I just had Kayla. I really, I think when I had my first child, I really feared motherhood. I really feared um, not having a job, like not being part of a team and going to work every day. I really feared being home with a baby. I wasn't sort of the natural um, maternity type. I don't know, I just was scared. I was scared about what it was gonna be like. And the second after, Kayla was born, I, I fell in love, of course, and you just, you know, you just can't even believe all the natural love that kicks in and you suddenly become maternal and you can't think of anything different. But I was also a little bit like, oh, what do I do? Like, she's sleeping all day and I'm one of those good babies. And um, I decided I'm going to start a business. And I started this business and I, I have a bit of a fun, creative edge that I like to utilise and I started this business called Jamas. It was trendy sleepwear. <laughs> anyway, it was a lot of fun. I rallied my good-looking friends to be models and got all these photo shoots and I started this business and it was so much fun. It was a really great creative job for me to have in that season, but it was so time-consuming. Like, just the realities of posting pajamas out every night was just like, you know, can you imagine after looking after a baby all day and up all night posting out pajamas and it just got really crazy and I felt after a couple of years that God was pulling me back into ministry and, and maybe, you know, have another baby and just move out of that season and I was praying one day and I felt really stuck and I felt like God saved me. I can clearly remember where I was praying and I was standing uh, in this, this, this spot that I used to go all the time and, and pray and I, I said, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to live your life like everything's up for grabs. Everything's up for grabs with me. And I thought, oh, gosh, I like having control <laughs> over a few areas of my life. I like making my own choices. I don't like you impacting everything. And I felt like he said, I want you to take a new step of faith where everything's up for grabs. And I, um, I felt in that moment that even that little business that I really loved doing, even that had to be up for grabs. And I thought, oh, can I do this? Can I let that go? Can I, can I get out of that comfort zone where I found so much identity and so much fun? And um, I made a decision over a period of time that I would let that business go, that I would let every area of my life be up for grabs. And I, um, I didn't know how to let it go. I didn't know how to wrap up a business, but God connected me as he does with a bunch of people. And I ended up having a call from someone who wanted to buy that business. And it was, I ended up selling it. <laughs> and we went on a fantastic holiday. Um, not the point, but it led us into a new season of our lives where I could have another baby and uh, minister a little bit more. And it was just a moment where I had to make a choice. And I think there's always choices like that of things we've got to let go of and move into a new place. And they're, they're frameworks that we put up around our world that help us. And sometimes God wants to smash those frameworks down <laughs> to lead us into a new place. And there's always, there's always fear. Um, that's the next thing. The second thing, there's always fear. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. 
And like Peter, I think we can be so fixated on the conditions and the circumstances that our fear overwhelms us, even as we step out in faith. It can be overwhelming to step out. There's never perfect conditions. There's never perfect circumstances. In fact, I find that when God speaks to us to step out, it usually doesn't look... It's hot, isn't it? I'm like sweating like crazy out here. Sorry, just ignore my glossy face. It's that like... It's a heavenly shine. It's a heavenly shine. Um, there's never perfect circumstances around the call of God. It never looks exactly right. And I think in Peter's case, it didn't look right. It didn't look like the right conditions to step out of a boat. It never looks like the right conditions. Dave and I were called to plant a church and we started it when little Mabel was three years old. It didn't seem like the right conditions, but God knows when it's the right time. God knows when you're going to be most dependent on him. God knows how to lead us and he knows the right time for us. And we have to step out in faith despite the conditions, despite the circumstances. I know when um, Dave and I had only been married for a short time, we we had, I think we'd been married about six months and David just lost his job. The company he was working for went under and I was on a low wage and we were just, you know, we were just getting on with it. We were okay. But there was this opportunity came up to give financially to this brilliant cause and we felt so compelled in our hearts to give and the circumstances did not look right. We didn't have abundance of money to hand out. And we just felt God kept prompting us to give and let go and trust him. So what we did is we thought, well, let's step out in faith and wisdom. We'll work out how we can get by without that money, but we'll also step out and give it and just believe that God will look after us. And I remember we gave that money and we felt such peace until the next day when we had to buy groceries. (laughs) And the fear set in. And it's common when we step out in faith. There's also fear. And I think we have to learn to live with that fear and faith together because they tend to go hand in hand when we step out in faith with God. There's also a bit of fear. But you know what? We got through that fine. There was no problem. Money came from strange directions and we got through it and we felt so uh, free that we'd stepped out in faith in that way. And that's been a journey that Dave and I have gone on in generosity over the years that every time you step out and give, you're like, oh, there's a bit of fear, a bit of let go. That was our insurance money. But God comes through. God's come through over and over again in our life in that way. Proverbs 11.24 says, and I love the way the message version puts us, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. And I think one of the biggest things we face with fear is letting go of things that we have. Letting go of resources that we have. Giving away our time. Giving away our money. Giving away... Anything that we have that we could keep for ourselves as a bit of a comfort zone. And I think that scripture doesn't just apply to finances. It actually applies to anything you've got to give away. It applies to kind words. It applies to any resources that we have. It applies to skills. And I think in steps of faith, they're those things that we overcome fear and we just give. Keep giving. Keep giving away. Keep giving away. Giving away the things that God has. And we become these conduits of faith for the kingdom. Uh, Number three, Jesus is always present. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Sometimes it takes our eyes of faith 
when we're in challenging times or when we're in scary times when we're about to step out in faith. It takes eyes of faith to even recognise the presence of Jesus. The disciples thought Jesus was a ghost. They didn't recognise that that was Jesus out there on the water. All they could see was crazy wind, crazy waves, terrible conditions and a ghost out on the water. But Peter thought, maybe that's Jesus. And he called out to him. And I think in these conditions that we live in and the things that we face, we've always got to find Jesus in the midst of the circumstances. I know my brother is involved in this incredible ministry in, in looking after kids that are, are rescued from um, sex trafficking. Their, their church rallies around this incredible ministry in Cambodia. And I said to my brother once, I said, when these girls get rescued and come in, like, how on earth do they find Jesus in the midst of all they've gone through from a young age? Like, how on earth do you even tell them about Jesus' love and the reality of Jesus and who he is? And Jay said, you just cannot imagine the way Jesus personally speaks and reveals himself to each individual that gets rescued. It is miraculous. It's something that only Jesus can do. Jesus' presence is even with us in the most heinous, crazy, wild situations. And never underestimate how Jesus speaks to you, how Jesus reveals himself to you. I've just heard story after story with my friends and people I connect with, and I love asking people, how did you... How did you actually... I grew up in church. I grew up knowing Jesus from a young age. I knew the reality of Jesus from age five. And I find it fascinating that adults that have never had that upbringing can, can grasp who Jesus is at an adult age. It is a miracle, really. Salvation is a miracle. Amen. And I, I just keep hearing these stories of how Jesus reveals himself to an individual in only a way that Jesus can. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is with us in every circumstance. He's with us in the crazy mess of our marriage. He's with in the crazy mess of other relationships. He might be in the crazy mess of a work scenario. He might be in the crazy mess of a failure or a disappointment or just deferred hope. Just keep hanging on. He's there. His presence is there in the midst of all these things that we face. The realities of all that we face. It says in verse 31, Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Because, see, real faith isn't actually about how we feel. It's, it's, it's the reality of who God is and what God is capable of. And faith is, um, faith is about, I guess, transferring our weakness onto a God that is everything, is everywhere, and is able to do anything. <laughs> um, real faith is really about God, not about us. We just act in faith when he prompts us to. The last thing is, is that there's always purpose. It says in verse 33, Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Every faith step we take is definitely going to impact someone. It's going to impact some people some others. It's going to testify to God's faithfulness. Our steps of faith are not just for us. They're about others out there. 
Our steps of faith are there to bring love and redemption to other people. There's so much purpose in walking in faith, in having active faith in our world. It also helps us grow. It helps develop our character. It frees us from the boredom and stagnation that life could otherwise be. Um, It helps us find our calling and find our momentum in life. But ultimately, it's actually about others. It's actually about others. We take steps of faith for others. And I wonder if um, maybe there's a time in your life where you're walking in faith and in the thrill of walking in faith, walking with God, and maybe you've come to a point where you're a little stagnant and you're a bit stuck and maybe like me with that that business and God's saying, you just got to throw it all up in the air because I'm here and I've got the next step for you and I've got a new season for you and I've still been talking to you about that thing that you haven't done yet and he's still there. Maybe you um, sense God speaking to you about something but you're not clear and you're not sure it's the voice of God and, and that clarity can come when you gather with other Christians and pray together and, and speak it out loud and over, over time work out yes or no, whether it's the voice of God and sometimes it is trial and error but if what he's asking you to do matches up with the word of God you're probably on a good wicket (laughs) if it doesn't, maybe don't do it Um, maybe you're a bit traumatised about the last time you stepped out in faith anyone been there? (laughs) I've been there, you get a bit traumatised sometimes because sometimes steps of faith are scary and they don't work out as you thought and uh, that, that trauma can hold you back that God keeps calling, there's more steps, there's more steps. Life with God is like this crazy track. It's not like this linear kind of journey. It's just wild and fun and jump out in the waves, I say. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good to enter into a new year. Just being clear. Right here, right now, 30 Jan, what's my next step? I think that's the point we need to get to each day really but today what's your next step what do you have for me where are you where am i at in my walk with god so i just really want to encourage you this morning we're going to have a song um, after i pray and i'd really encourage you there's a couple of people to pray why don't you if god's speaking to you about something that you need to step out in faith maybe he's speaking to you about uh, getting some healing in an area where you did get a bit traumatised last time you stepped out in faith. Maybe you need to speak to someone and get some clarity through prayer. There is nothing better when you're stepping out in faith than to do it with someone who's got your back. <laughs> and what happens down on the altar when people pray for you is someone has your back in prayer. So it's, it's sometimes humbling to come forward and say, hey, I might need some prayer for this thing I'm facing, prayer for this next step I'm thinking of taking. There's nothing better than coming forward and getting prayer to stand with you in faith to move forward. So I'm just going to pray for us now and then um, we're going to have a song at the end. So thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that as we plan and prepare and head into this new year, Lord, I thank you that you are with us. I thank you that you are for us and not against us. I thank you that you are always with every step of faith that we take. I thank you that even in the midst of fear and uncertainty, Lord, that you are steadfast and you are strong. And Lord, I thank you that you have the best for us. Father God, I just pray where there might be people in this room that are feeling a little 
underwhelmed or a little frustrated or a little over it or a little hot right now. Lord, I just pray, Father God, that your Holy Spirit would speak to each heart, each one of us right now, Lord. Prompt us about that thing you called us to do that we haven't attended to. Lord, fill us with courage for that thing ahead. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for those just experiencing right now just little promptings that you'll place courage in our hearts. Lord, I thank you for those that are knowing that there's this sort of long-term, big calling that they, they haven't attended to yet. Lord, I just pray that you would bring, gather Christians around them to walk with them in this season. Lord, I thank you that you are here. Your presence is here. You help us overcome fear. I thank you, Lord, that our steps of faith would impact the people around us in our world, in our lives. I thank you that you would continue to grow us in faith. I thank you that you would, yeah, just remind us who you are. It's not about us. It's about who you are. In Jesus' name. Amen.